Forget your former managers, ignore the ex-pros. As football fans, we all know the real experts drink in pubs. It's funny, it's argumentative, and often it's just plain wrong. Welcome to the Foss Arms Public House and welcome to the Leicester City Pubcast. Welcome to the Leicester City Pubcast, home of the FA Cup holders. And tonight, table for two for me and Norm again. Killer was going to be here tonight and he's ill, for goodness sake. So he missed last week. Now he's ill. Killer, get well soon. And he will be back next week, listeners. So um, I know we've been missing Killer Norm for a couple of weeks, haven't we? But are you okay? I'm I'm, I'm not too bad at all. Thank you very much. Yeah, I miss Killer immensely. His uh, dulcet tones on the podcast are are irreplaceable, frankly. And I'm, I'm hoping it's not anything I've said to him that's uh, keeping him off. We will find out next week. I noticed the landlady's done the, the hanging baskets of the Foss Arms today, aren't she? No, right. First sign of spring. I measure spring by the hanging baskets that the Foss Arms being put out. Yeah, they look... I'm sure they're they, plastic. Yeah, I mean, they look beautiful, don't they? Those bluebells in the, in the foxes, blue and white. Lovely, lovely. Of course, now we've got lots of things to talk about. Lots going on in the football world generally, actually. But So, um, let's start with Arsenal, because you went to the game, didn't you? So, you, you, from my previous experience of going to Arsenal, I've been once. You went from the sheer hell of Seven Sisters Road <laughs> to the strangely weird corporate entity that is the Emirates. <laughs> Well, um, yeah. Firstly, I'd like to um, give uh, George a big shout out for um, allowing me to go with his Arsenal supporting friends in the Arsenal end, um, which was this is brother. This is brother-in-law George. This is brother-in-law George. Yes. So I'm I'm very, very grateful for him, and very, very, very lovely, uh, lovely day out, um, having like a few drinks and. uh, a, a stroll down to the ground, seeing the old Highbury, and uh, it was my first time at the Emirates, so it was it was a, 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 a really. Sorry positive. to interrupt with that. When you said you saw the old Highbury, what 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 is that? Then is that just housing? And yeah, stuff? flats. Yeah, flats. Yeah. But um, yeah, so it was it was yeah it was a, it was a very I, I was very very pleasantly um, pleasantly surprised actually. Um, I thought the I mean where, where we were, I was in the North Bank. It was a uh, I thought the atmosphere was pretty decent. There was lots of singing around. Obviously, I I, I wasn't, or apart from under my under my under my breath. But everyone was welcoming, and um, I I I really really enjoyed the experience. You could hear you could hear the Leicester fans. So they they you know they they did their they did their bit, which was very nice. They were like in the far opposite corner, so uh, my heart was over there with them but i have to say i i really i was really impressed with the stadium i mean the the seats are massive like me um <laughs> the, the gaps in between the seats are also massive it just it, it, it do you know what it, compared to a, like something like the, the i love king power stadium but the the amount of leg room the, the amount of space for sitting although we stood we stood for the match actually it was it really was a, a very nice match day experience, I, ha- I have to say. And I was, I'd heard lots of things about like Arsenal, like being the library and very dull and dull and boring. But I thought they they backed their team well, as did 
as did the Leicester fans. But it was I was really really surprised. I thought I, I thought it was a you know if I was an Arsenal fan, I think I'd be quite controversially quite proud to call it my stadium. It's I suppose. When, as standing with the home fans, when you're away, Leicester fan goes, I, I can't imagine of too many safer places to be than Arsenal. No, and 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 the, like, like I say, the people around me and you know knew I was a Leicester fan, and with you know, it's like anything, isn't it? As long as long as you're not abusive, rude, and you 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 know you treat people with respect, it, it it's fine. And also, of course, when they get an, an early goal from the corner, which I'd predicted they would score from. It kind of um, makes it all a little bit more, you know, a little bit easier, doesn't it? Because it's, it's like anything. It's, it's hard not to get emotionally involved in the football. So there were times, certainly, when I was, you know, you, when it, like when Barnes's header was saved, you, you, you know, you're, you're making those natural, come on, you know. You, so, you, but it was, it was, it was, it was a, it was, it was a good experience. But it, yeah, never once felt threatened. And. I don't think I would expect to feel threatened at many grounds now, really. You know, I think things are turning a little bit, don't, don't you? The, 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 you don't go to grounds expecting there to be trouble. It's If someone was in the Leicester end in, at King Power and supporting another team, as long as they were sensible at it, I wouldn't I wouldn't want anything to unpleasant to happen. I wouldn't abuse them. Um, I remember the um, the Fox, the, the great Leicester City fanzine, the Fox, um, Ha, used to do a thing called a hyena rating, didn't it, for away grounds? Oh uh, yeah, so, that, that, so yeah, like yeah. Millwall away would be five hyenas. I imagine <laughs> the Emirates is probably one hyena, but yeah, it's good. Good, good that you're the expert. Ticks, ticks off a ground. It, it does look. Do you know? It's it's it, look. It's just a modern ground. I think the 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 biggest problem with um, atmosphere in football stadiums now is the, is the, is the grounds. You know, the old traditional, you know, square, four sided, like. Like Phil, look, Filbert Street. The, the, there's no doubt the atmosphere in Filbert Street is much better than it probably ever can possibly be at King Power, just because of the acoustics, just because of what it all is. And I think that's the same for that would be the same for Highbury versus the Emirates and Main Road versus, <laughs> versus the Etihad. It's like it, I think it's just how it is, um, and yeah. it's, it's part and parcel, sadly, of of what the younger fans. Are probably missing out on that. What? What? Because some of the atmospheres that we would have been to, um, have just been in, incredible. Even with only like twenty thousand fans in Filbert Street, it was just, it was just amazing. I, I used to think that, um, not not that you ever like losing, but I, I thought at Filbert Street, you if you lost, it was still there was still an element of fun to the afternoon. Yeah, you know, standing in the pens as we used to do, and that that sort of thing. Whereas. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure the Emirates is the um, is the entire opposite of that, isn't it? But let's come on to the game a bit. I mean, honestly, I can't be bothered to talk about the, their goal. It's just, yeah, they scored from a corner. You took it into, you predicted it. The commentator predicted it again. Everyone predicted it. It's just, and it's still, absolutely. yeah, just. It, it, There's nothing else to say. We can't. We actually. This is a Leicester City podcast. The Leicester City podcast. We're here to talk about Leicester City. There it. <laughs> There is officially nothing else to say about Leicester City defending from corners. We've said it all. So, listeners, you know you know what we think about it. You know what you think about it. We can't do it. There's just no point talking about it, is there? No. Look, really. I mean, honestly, I'm not going to talk about it. No, good. And therefore, I won't. They 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 opened the scoring. Um, and I thought they start. I thought that it was a, a fair reflection of certainly of the opening um, part of the game. I thought we were struggling 
I thought we struggled to to kind of get a get a foothold. But to be fair, once they had scored, um, I know they hit the bar again. I, once we started getting into the game, I felt we started to dominate a little bit. Um, and I was really starting to enjoy it. And you could feel, you know, I could feel around me that they were, like the, the, the Arsenal fans could, could also sense that it wasn't quite going to plan. But, you know, I have to say, Ramsdale twice now has done absolutely outstanding saves this season against yeah, firstly Madison at home. And the header from Barnes, it was a good header. And they're game-changing moments. And yeah. I, I kind of felt that in the first game, if Madison had scored just before half-time, we'd probably had the momentum to go on and get something from the game. And yesterday, had it been one-all, I do think that this, we would have started better in the second half and may have ended up getting something from the game. But we just couldn't keep that momentum going. I don't, I don't think their heads dropped. I think, you know, they got a slightly, um, you know, it, it was a penalty, I suppose, but when it takes three minutes to decide it is, then is it a clear and obvious error? Of course it's not. So, we've, I mean, we've, we've done VAR yeah. to death as well, like the corners, haven't we? <laughs> no, yeah, it's a good point, though, that you've made because, I, you know, I, I watched it on telly and I thought, yeah, it is a penalty. Uh, ultimately, the, the decision is right. But but then, as you as you say, you then come on to, is it clear and obvious? And it isn't because it taps his fingertips on the way through. And, and I, I thought a lot of the... The, the, the delay was to work out whether to give him a yellow card or a red card potentially and and obviously I think it was Thomas <coughs> cleared it off the line um so you know a yellow card was right but goodness me how boring as you say about three more minutes it, 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 it ruins it doesn't it? I mean I've just literally had a brainwave um I don't know if, if any of our listeners watch uh, countdown but obviously the countdown conundrum has that 30 second timer and I kind of wonder whether it, that up, <laughs> when, when, you, when, you, when they're doing the VAR, it should be... And if they've not come up with a decision, sorry, it's it's not clear and obvious. It's carry on. Yeah, and the ref has to wear a pair of Richard Whiteley glasses for the rest of the match. Yeah, and then and the ref go, doesn't go across to the screen. He goes across to have a chat in Dictionary Corner. And <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, so what does VAR what does VAR mean then? What exactly is like um, like a not clear and obvious error? And Susie, Susie, can you help us with this? <laughs> yeah, it was you. You're quite right. It was not. I mean, I haven't got any complaints about the goal. Um, you know, it was a penalty, but yeah, of no. course, it wasn't a clear and obvious error. I mean, I, I was. I was texting um, Killer uh, during the game. We, we were swapping a couple of messages. And, I mean, he was sort of saying, look, you know, here's why, you know, we're no longer competing for a Champions League place. And I don't agree with that. So, so in starting this game, obviously I do agree with it this season, by the way. But um, starting this game, we still had Evans, Justin, Castagna, Fafana, Tulemans, and Didi and Vardy didn't start. You know, no Premier League team could do this. And I didn't think Arsenal were very good. I think... You know, I think you, you, you're going to say that Arsenal probably finished fourth now. That they've got the games in hand as well. Yeah, definitely. But, but, but you know, they're not. They're not a very good. I mean, they're a good. No, that's wrong. They're a good team, aren't they? They're a good team. No, no, I think... They shouldn't be anywhere near the Champions League. That team. No, no but I don't. Look, I, 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 I disagree with that. I think. Well, I, I, I agree and disagree. So, but I think that they're. I think they're quite clearly over this season, the fourth best team in the Premier League. 
I think they're better than West Ham. I think they're better than the teams we've been able to put out. I know you, we can argue as much as we like about the players we've had out, um, but who knows what would have happened. We had, you know, the last two seasons, we didn't quite make it. Um, and there were arguments to say that the standard wasn't, you know, great then. I would imagine a lot of fans, if Leicester had got in the Champions League the last two seasons, would have said it's a weak, it's a, it's a, you know, they're not Champions League material. Um, yeah, but so, we, should, we shouldn't, though, Norm. We shouldn't just say it's it's therefore automatically a strong league if Arsenal no, get there. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think, think this Arsenal team is stronger than our team last season. But no, In fact, no, I think it's a lot weaker. No, I, I understand what you're saying. and I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I think that Arsenal, I don't think they're all that, but they have got some great players, you know, or, or good players. I mean, like Saka, Odegaard played well. Martinelli looks like a really... Great, they're great good, they're, players. They're good, well. they're good players, aren't no. they? They're, you corrected yourself. They're, they're good players, not Ram, great players. Ram, you know, Ramsdale, I think, clearly should be yeah. England's um, number one. Ben White's playing playing really well. Tierney. I, I understand where you're coming from, Tim, but I, what I, I suppose what I'd throw out there is, you know, speaking to the Arsenal fans, I don't think... I mean, I didn't actually... I, should, I perhaps should have asked this question. I didn't ask it directly, but it was clear that they, they think that Martinelli and Saka... They they wouldn't replace them for like Barnes and um, well or for like for Harvey Barnes. They're happy that they've got Odegaard instead of Madison, you know. So we look at things thinking, well, we would be we would prefer to have our players. I'm pretty sure they feel um, you know they feel the same. And George, if I'm wrong, <laughs> let us know. Um, but that, that, that that's the impression I got. You know, I think they were they 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 feel that they're team is progressing in the right way and I but I think it is as well and I think the worry is that Arsenal do have more pulling power than Leicester obviously and Arsenal in the Champions League will attract better players again and so by them getting in it that this really could be if if um if they can get some good signings this they could really kick on from this and start you know improving and, and becoming a real top four challenger rather than maybe almost a little bit like you say by by default and there's so many teams that are trying to throw that position away yeah no but, i know what you're saying i know what you're saying i that they might well finish. i i'm gonna go out on a limb which sounds ridiculous at this stage but this there's still so much of this season to go i can't believe it i'm sort of wanting this season to end really from a lesson yeah. point of view because it's just not you know there's nothing happening but there is still an extraordinary amount of the season to go. I I think Spurs might just finish. I know, I know that people will be throwing their beers at their transistor radio listening to this, but I'm just, I know they're eighth at the moment, and it's it's a long. I just think they've got the only, they're the only team in the, in that group that have got a chance with it with a, with a top draw manager, and they're very very inconsistent at the moment. But I thought they were the better side against Man U. They were unlucky to lose that. And they have got games in hand. The only team they haven't got games in hand on is Arsenal. But Arsenal are in great form. They are, they are in good form. Yeah. But I do know that Arsenal's games in hand are against some of the top sides. So yeah. um, it's it's not necessarily as cut and dry, these three games in hand. I mean, we all know that games in hand don't necessarily mean diddly squat, do they? You know, it's the points on the board that matter. And whilst Arsenal are one point ahead with three games in hand, Actually, they could win one, lose one, draw one of those games in hand. And whilst they're then five points ahead, technically, 
if you know all things being equal, that's easily surmountable, isn't it? With like nine, ten games to go. So, yeah, probably, so but you, not you... not for Leicester City anymore. We were saying uh, you you were thrown in last week, weren't you? Maybe just a sniff of Europe. We said I... we'd probably have to win that. Let, let's talk a bit about Europe because um, we've, we've we've sort of uh, we don't want to spend the show talking about flipping Arsenal. Um, what about the Ren game? So let me get my perspective on on this was because I've been a bit sort of oh can I really get into this um, Europa Conference League? But I must admit that the way that we played particularly the first half against Ren really you couldn't help but be drawn along by the the entertainment I thought our crowd were fantastic really really brilliant weren't they and then you know for the match to finish in the way it did was such a cool finish from Ian Acho yeah was, you know we, we weren't going to go down the mine on this on this game because it was it was a few days ago now but it's really set up a fantastic um, second leg coming up on Thursday hasn't it yeah look Ren are a, Ren are a good a really good side um well, I say really good. I mean, they're fourth in the, the the French league, aren't they? I mean, they they are they are no slouches. And of the teams left in the competition, they I'm sure they would be in the top four or five. So we are gonna we are odds on favourites now to progress against one of the tougher draws that we could possibly have. Um, I'd like to go a step further. The European Conference League is the most important competition remaining in football this season. In world football, yeah, I mean, because obviously <laughs> nothing else matters now as a Leicester City fan. Because yeah. we have got a ch- look. Let's 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 not say anything other than the fact we now want to win something. Winning that could save our season to a to a point. It would be a real high. I mean, we've never won a European competition. I know it's you know clusters the Mickey Mouse thing, but Roma are still in it. You know, Renner in it. You know, St. Etienne and Feyenoord and there's some, you know, goodness me, there's some really, really great, traditionally great sides there. So, you know, let's just um, let's just really, really embrace it and let's really go for it. Um, just to go back to what you said, I did think we played quite well in the game, but I did text you after about 20 minutes saying how much better Ren were than us. Now, I think because obviously we weren't at the game together uh, for, on, on this occasion, sadly. It's one of those things for me that I thought that um, that we started slowly, but we did get come right back into the game, and then started be, you know performing very well. And I thought it was quite a good European tie. I think for a neutral, it would have been pretty entertaining. Frankly, uh, I thought that both teams played well in in patches, and um, I think one nil would have been possibly have been enough for us to go through but Ian Nacho's beautiful finish at the end I think just tips the tips the balance well and truly like in in our favor now yeah I I, I agree with that I, th- I think um I mean they, they just the their faces slumped didn't they the Ren players yeah you could yeah you, they, they, yeah it was like the loss of the FA Cup sorry it was like the loss of the FA Cup final wasn't it it was, it was just yeah. like they just knew that you know one nil was surmountable Two yeah. nil suddenly becomes a. They'd, they'd probably forgotten that there aren't any away goals um, anymore. Which is which actually, whilst I don't like away goals in, in this kind of scenario, is a shame because two nil a home win in the first leg, score away from home and the game's over, isn't it? But yeah, I, no, I think no. it, I think it will still be difficult. They've just they beat Lyon at the weekend four two away from home. They they they're obviously 
you know, doing tremendous. They've got a very, very good chance of finishing second in France. P PSG are way clear, but they're only one point behind Marseille, who are second, and Nice on third on the same points as Marseille. So they're one point behind them. So, you know, if you finish second in the French League, all right, the French League's not the Premier League or even the Spanish or Bundesliga, but it's still a decent league if you're at the top of that. And they've got, they've got, I suppose, the point being, they've got a very good chance of being in the Champions League next year. So I think it'll be tough, though, down there. I'm trying to just assess where we're at. Because, you know, if you remember um, last week, we were saying, oh, you know, we've got some clean, we called the show something about clean sheets, didn't we? We'd had, we'd beaten Randers, then we beat Burnley, then we beat Leeds, then we beat Wren. And you're just suddenly thinking, how oh, have we turned the corner? And now I'm, I'm, there's a part of me, is this fair or unfair looking at it going, actually, all we did was beat some really crap teams. And then we came up against Arsenal, who were a decent team and got well beaten. Uh, uh, no, is it, yeah, I know, I know, I know where you, you, you're coming from. I, I don't, I don't know the answer to that. I mean, I think, like I said, I think the Arsenal game could have gone a different way had, had Barnes has scored. I think it's, I, I, I think Renner are a, decent-ish side. I think you do, you can only beat what's put in front of you, can't you? And I, I think we're just having a very inconsistent season. And I think that it's 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 hard to see us putting a really fantastic like five or six game winning run together because the, the team's not being, you know, the team's not consistent enough. You know, Rogers is clearly making changes to, you know, taking away from his best side. I, I think he I think he he rested players on Sunday for for Thursday. Knowing... You see, I, I wasn't sure because again, the, I don't get this. The commentators were going on about oh, you know, playing Thursday Sunday is really difficult, and I'm thinking I just don't understand the difference between that and Wednesday Saturday. No, I don't. They, they always say Thursday Sunday is really <laughs> difficult. I, don't, I just it's the same number of days, just, guys. Yeah, no, they just but... like to have a, like a little um, a little grumble. But I suppose it's Thursday Sunday Thursday. I mean, I, I have to be honest. I, I I struggle to understand how professional footballers can't play. You know twice a you know twice a week they're young they're fair i i understand that you know how, how they have to have a rest and the, the risk of injuries and all that kind of stuff but yeah it, it doesn't seem un, unreasonable and whilst they put in a shift against ren i you know i accept that i don't think it was like it wasn't like a backs to the wall hanging hanging on trying to trying to win win the the fa no. cup final and then playing again two days later was it it was like it was a game of football you know, I'm I'm sure they're a bit tired, but nothing nothing in as much as that they, they shouldn't be able to have a, a good rest from Sunday to Thursday, which is actually less time than a Saturday to Tuesday game, for instance. <laughs> I think you're right. It's a, it's all a bit. It's yeah, all a I, bit I think crazy. I think though you I think you might because I I did wonder whether he'd rested players either through injury again or or that they were tired, but but I do wonder. Um, yeah, he's probably prioritising this now, isn't he? As you say, I mean, it's just. It's a slightly, it's not really a silver lining, is it, to the season? It's it's more of a sort of grey, yeah, copper grey, coppery sort of lining. But I suppose it is a lining, and um, yeah, I mean, just just looking ahead to, I'm just looking ahead to our, the Premier League games. We've still got to come. So if, oh, there's only a handful. If I just if I just run through the ones that we've got as fixtures, we've got Brentford, Man U, Palace, Newcastle, Villa, Spurs, Everton, Watford, and Southampton, and then still to reschedule Norwich, Everton again and Chelsea. It's not the most demanding running, is it? So you might he might maybe think, look, you know, we're gonna pick up enough points to be respectable 
maybe in the Premier League. So let's give this Europa Conference a real go. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm sure we'll end up finishing eighth or ninth. Well, I can't believe I've said that. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure we'll finish top half. Um, and that that will be that will be respectable enough, I suppose, given given how things have gone with us this season. And I know lots of teams have injuries. I think uh, I think that's you know that's probably going to be about about par, isn't it? I mean, actually, Tim, I was going to ask. I'm, I'm, it's coming quite nicely to this because what I was wondering, actually, your opinion on where do you where do you perceive us to be in the football ladder at the moment as a as a Leicester fan? And what I'm referring to really is the fact that obviously we won the, the Premier League seven, six, seven years ago. We've um, had two fifth place finishes. Obviously, this season's going to be lower than that. So yeah. where do you think we we are on this ladder? And what, what about the media and other fans? Where where do you think they think of Leicester City? Because I'm sure we're slightly biased. And we can see that from our conversations with how we're positioning ourselves against Arsenal. So I'm just wondering what your thoughts on that were. I still think, well, I think they're, they're two different answers in terms of certainly what I think and what other fans think. And I, and I know what a lot of other fans think about Leicester because I've listened to radio shows and I've spoken to fans and you know I, I think I mentioned on this show a, a West Ham fan who said to me oh the, that bubble burst didn't it the Leicester bubble I you know so I, I think other fans have got us pretty much where we are now well the Leicester Leicester were you know they, yeah. they had that fantastic league then they had the FA Cup Leicester back to mid-table I, I I think I'm more positive than you, you which I would never normally say more positive than you and killer for me, I, I, I strongly still think we've got the fifth best squad in the Premier League and I, I think we'll show it next year. And I would expect us right now, if you said where are we going to finish next year, I'll say fifth. Because I, I think we're just not quite good enough to finish fourth. I don't think Newcastle by this time next year will no. be at that level. And I do think if you put our proper team out, and I'll stack that up against Arsenal, who've just comprehensively beat us. I'll stack it up against Spurs, who've got a yep. really good manager. And I'll stack it up against Man U for the moment, although I do accept Man U might transform themselves this summer Yeah. Um, if they get a proper manager. But at the moment, I, th- I honestly think, Fifth, what, what, what do you think? No, I'm, 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 annoyingly, I'm kind of in agreement with you. I, I, I think what I'm getting at is I, I feel that we're in the kind of the situation that we, I, I am expecting next season to be a, like challenging, and I expect us to carry on challenging for top six, and periodically, and whether it's next season or not, having a really good season and having being there and there or thereabouts for the Champions League over the next two, three, four years. I'm sure one of the, like Newcastle will come good. I'm sure there'll be other teams that spend um, end up spending money. Like Man U eventually will buy their way to success. Um, so I, I kind of think that w- we should be up there and, you know, making sure that the top six are broken and that there is an, another team outside of that traditional top six in among, that's always breaking them up. And I kind of feel that's where we're still at, depending on, obviously, departures and summer transfer business. But I, I kind of think that's where we are. And I... I, I agree that had we had all our players fit for the whole of this season, whether we'd have finished fourth, I don't know. I predicted we'd finish fourth. So I suppose I, I, at the time I thought that we were 
we were worthy of that. But I'm pretty sure we would be, the game on Sunday would have been a top four, you know, not decider, but a top four three-pointer rather than it meaning nothing to us and everything to Arsenal. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. And, and I think you're spot on with the media and other people's other fans. I mean, the way that you know, I was hearing like Arsenal fans talking about, oh, I'm glad we didn't, glad we didn't sign Madison and we got Odegaard. And you think, you know, you, that's that's almost suggesting that they at that point would have just been able to sign Madison, which at that point I don't think they could. So yeah, the, no, the, I don't, I don't there's an arrogance, so, you know, to a point. I mean, I'm not saying that in a, a nasty way, but there's, there's a there's a belief that oh, well, we're you know there are big clubs out there that should just be able to go and pick the best players from other little the little flies that buzz around and start annoying annoying the top six and bursting their bubbles and think oh we'll just go and buy those players and and I think that we're still at the point where they can't do that with us, not just Arsenal but any of the top teams. Can't can't just decide they're going to pick a player and 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 run with it. I think we're we're still there, but I, I'm just wondering how long we're able we're going to be able to stay there. Yeah, I, I would caveat it because I think the first three months of next season is really important because I think it's important yeah. for us. The summer's important for us. We've been saying that for a few weeks, but but I think it's a re- going to be amazing. We'll talk about it more then, but you know th- that's going to be an absolutely amazingly important three months in Brendan Rodgers' career. I think because. We, we know we'll finish mid-table now. We may or may not win the Europa Conference. He ain't going to get a lot of credit for that either way. And and um, and, and I think how we start next season will be really important. One club we have, just to touch on this, so I'll not spend too long on it, what, because it, it could impact the, our top four aspirations. What, what, you, what about Chelsea? What what um, I, I, was, I was hearing tonight that um, there is a risk of them going to an, into administration this season prior to a purchase. So I, th- I think we understand that the, that club will be purchased. I think there is a risk of them losing players regardless. I think there's a, a risk of them losing their manager regardless. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm sure, you know, another multimillionaire is going to come and buy Chelsea. But it doesn't mean, you know, there's multimillionaires running Liverpool. There's multimillionaires running Arsenal. The, the, multimillionaires don't necessarily want to spend their multimillions. No, and um, I think there's there's absolutely no doubt that whoever comes into Chelsea um, is unlikely to do the same as Abramovich did. Um, you know, it's. I, I think it, whatever whatever happens, and I and I don't want them to go into administration I, I, at all. I want, and I don't think I don't think they will. But I think this certainly will have a detrimental effect on the the club, how it's perceived. Um, like you say, the, there'll be players that probably will end up not being able to renew contracts. I mean, it's in the government's hands, isn't it, frankly? You know, it's, it's are they going to give them special dispensation to do certain things or are they going to treat all oligarchs and their businesses in, in inverted commas fairly and therefore, just because it's football, not not give them any, any, any further, you know, uh, freedoms to do stuff. So I, I think the government believe it's in their best interest to allow Chelsea to be sold. And I think that's probably what the majority of people would would also believe. Get, getting Abramovich out of the club, getting it, him away from football and the and the you know all the bad things that can be associated with him and alleged associations with uh 
political leaders is um i think the sooner that happens the better as far as i'm concerned yeah i th- I, I just think it doesn't i'm not sure they're going to be guaranteed top four anymore in the way they have been no that sort of makes life interesting because understanding that newcastle probably will so there's a sort of by the way if you see it out there there's a hilarious uh, Homer Simpson yeah. um, name <laughs> on, that, on that. If the <laughs> listeners haven't seen it, there's a Homer Simpson wearing a she, uh, well, sheepishly wearing a Chelsea top, uh, sidling backwards into a hedge so he can hide away and then popping back out from the hedge wearing a Newcastle top. Yeah, that's very good. That. Very, very clever whoever came up with that one. It's spot on. But uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. That I think for the for the likes of little old Leicester, that opens up um, maybe some Europos- European possibilities that, were, that weren't there for the next couple of years until until Newcastle sort themselves out. Um, we've talked a bit about Ren. We're just just briefly, are we going through against Ren? Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I think I think we will. Um, I think two 0 is 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 quite a quite a lead, isn't it? And it, we just need to score. Um, I, I think my biggest fear is is that two 0 I suppose for Rogers, it does put into his mind whether you go up to defend the lead. And I think we all know, Leicester fans, don't we, that defending leads is not something we're necessarily uh, the, something's not. It's going to be a long, long night if we go trying to uh, uh, just avoid a two nil. You know, we'll accept one nil. So I, I just hope he goes out and attacks because if we if we score, then I think the game's over. One word answer: Daka or Ianacho. Ianacho. Yeah, me too. No contest, and and actually, and this is for another day. That 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 should alarm us slightly, I think, because I think you know D- Daka started on fire. We maybe, maybe we could, we'll come back onto that, but we, you know, at this stage in the season with Vardy having been out as long as he has, I would have. And, and the way Daka started, I, that answer should have been Daka, and and for for both of us, it isn't. Um, so so I th- I think that's a bit of a worry. Let Let's look ahead to Brentford though. Um, they might be feeling that they would be. Pretty much safe now, I would think. They've they've had a they've had a very very good last result. They're on thirty points, so they need to, they still need to find six points. They have played twenty nine games, but in nine games, I think they would hope to find six points. So I'm back of their minds. They probably feel they're safe, won't they? Yeah, I, I, and and I think I think they are. I, um, I I I don't think they'll come up here thinking that this is a, a must win game for them at all. I think they'll. Uh, They'll come and play their play their football, try and enjoy themselves, and I think that will play into our um, play into our hands. I'm, I think we're playing well enough in general at the moment, and we'll play a team that's good enough to dispatch Brentford on uh, on on Sunday. Um, and yeah, I'm just, I just I'm sorry to just sort of sidle away a little bit from the Leicester Brentford match. When you're talking about relegation, I have to say. I mean, the more the, the longer time goes on, the more likely it is that Everton's record of being the <laughs> in the top flight for the longest period of time, I can see that coming to an end, courtesy of Mr. Frank Lampard. Well, you heard it here first, didn't you, on this very pub- podcast? Well, we, like we many things, that, <laughs> yeah, of course, we we got something right there. But Dali Ali and uh, Frank Lampard being the joint worst pieces of business in the transfer window, it did look like that, and we we have been proved right for once. Well, and, and, hey, and, and Van der Beek. are they going down there? When you look at it, Norm, when you look at it, I mean, would you say Watford and Norwich would go right? Yeah, Watford and Norwich. But do you know what? I tell I, I tell you what fills me with hope, and I have nothing against Everton. 
but it <laughs> would normally, normally. But, but it would be amusing because I, given that originally I wanted Newcastle to go down purely because it annoys me that the kind of people that have bought them and I thought that would be amusing to see them in the championship having spent all that money. And I've got nothing against Newcastle, but and like I said, I've got nothing against Everton, but I, I just think that it's, it would make for a nice story. Um, and I, the, what I was going to say is, who, who would you back? Would you back Frank Lampard to turn Everton around, even though they've probably got a better squad of players than Burnley? Or would you back Sean Dyche, who's been there before, done it time and time and time again to get the best out of his players when it really matters. And I know exactly where my money would go, and that is on Burnley to stay do you, up. Do you, do, do you actually think Everton will go down? I, I, I think I think Burnley... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to avoid that question by saying I think Burnley <laughs> will stay up. Um, so can Everton catch any of the other sides around them. I They have got games in hand. They have. I don't know. So it, if you gave me a, if you gave me a free bet, you give me 100 quid, right, you put it either on Everton to go down or not to go down. I think I would put it on them to go down. Yeah, I mean if you just again we're just digressing but very briefly Brentford, Leeds, Watford and Norwich have all played 29 games. Uh, which is, I think, why we're saying Watford and Norwich, we, we don't have any hope for. Burnley have played 27 and Everton have played 26. And Everton are one point better off. So they're a point and a game in hand better off. But I couldn't agree with you more. I set that off against Sean Dyche, against Frank Lampard. Burnley don't score, do they? But they have got a very good defence. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, why why not? I, why not? And All right, let me give you, I'll give you your second one-word answer of the evening. Um, <laughs> which obviously I'll answer in. 10. <laughs> um, does Lampard does Lampard stay to the end of the season? Yes or no? No. Yeah, yeah I think they I think they might fire him as well. Right, back to Brentford. Um so Ivan Tony scored a couple of goals, got to watch out for him. I think we'll probably play quite a strong team, though, don't you? Yeah. The, 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 the game the game will be over one way or the other, so I, I would imagine we'll play quite a strong, um, quite a strong team for that. Yeah. Manual away the following week, so you know he might might be looking at that, going that could be tricky. So I, I think he's going to play a very strong team. I'm hoping he's going to play Madison and Tielemans together. Yeah, I think I would. Uh, I think I'd agree with that. And the only thing I'm hoping more than that is that we see Wesley Fofana. Yes, I, I again, I I also agree with that. Um, and just very brief, very briefly, what I find slightly puzzling is that we you, the, the the rules now are that you no longer have to isolate when you have COVID, and yet people are ex, kind of it's almost like expected to isolate when you have it. So, what was the point ever saying you don't have to isolate when people are still being told that they ought to? I, I I kind of I kind of don't get it. So it, I, think, of... I think with Fafana, there's a there's a little bit though of you know let's not let's not push him. You, get, you know, let's be honest. If if he if he's got COVID, there's long COVID symptoms and things, aren't there? And if you ally that to his long term injuries, probably not a lot to play for. What's the risk? I, I I think he hinted he might play 
in Ren actually, which I suppose would be quite nice for him, wouldn't it? I th- yeah, I, th- I think what I th- I think we've got sadly because of the way our season is um, petering out a little bit. I think um, apart from the obviously the Conference League, um, I, I think you're you're right. I think how we handle Fafana now is really important. We've got a real opportunity to get him back to full fitness, get him back into matches, but not having to worry about whether he's just playing a half and things like that. It's like, get him in slowly. Don't overdo him. Get him fit. Get him raring to go. And obviously, he signed his his long new contract like a couple of weeks ago, hasn't he? So, it's let's just get him fit and raring to go so that next season, we do start with our first full-strength side uh, to kick off and let's have a let's 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 make sure that that happens without risking um you know putting anyone out with another like a another knock or a niggle that's going to keep them out for a few moments yeah i agree with that i'd i'd, I'd give everything now just to start next season with our full strength side yeah so let's come on and make a prediction for brentford um looking at the arsenal game um Killer went draw, you went Leicester win, I went Arsenal win, so I picked up a point, leaving you on 16, Killer on 17, me stretching into a two-point lead, which is this season, and it's an enormous lead. It's been so so even with our predictor table with Trump Wales IPA. Killer's gone Leicester City 3, Brentford 1. What are you going, Norm? Yeah, I mean, I think I think Killer's that's a good a good good prediction, but I think we're gonna score um I think we're going to score four, but I do think we'll concede. I'm, I'm, I predicted this, I think, against Watford or something. I'm going to go four-two. Go four-two to Leicester. I'm going to ridiculously, that given that Ivan Tony's just scored two, I'm going to predict another unfathomable Leicester City clean sheet. Ooh, yeah. I'm going for Leicester City two, Brentford nil. So thank you very much, uh, everyone, uh, for listening. Enjoy uh, what could be our last foray into Europe this season. I don't think it will be, but it could be. Enjoy that on Thursday and enjoy Brentford. And we will see you next week. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you enjoyed the Leicester City podcast, please subscribe and tell everyone about it hated the Leicester City podcast, please keep it to yourselves. See you next week.